And this guy from Chicago uh, knew Sosa and his runs and, you know, getting over 60 multiple times. Scoop Jackson, uh, ESPNChicago.com, NBA insider, one of the best in the business. Uh, he joins us. Want to get his thoughts on this Draymond Green-Jordan pool match that I think is going to the Octagon UFC 3030. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Scoop? I'm good. B. What's happening? How you doing? I, I, I don't think he's going that far. You know, Draymond, Draymond is Draymond, and if you play with him, I think you just know Draymond is Draymond. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all, you know, it's just Draymond being Draymond. So I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. You don't think they're going to, I mean, you know, some of the reports beginning last night were saying that uh, there'll be some discipline, uh, well, what do you think? A fine? Maybe, you know, maybe, he misses maybe. a couple of preseason games, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Maybe. That, that's as far as it's going to go. I don't think it's going to carry over. And he shouldn't really carry over any further than that, I don't think. You know, because um, there's no... I mean, I guess you have to look at it, and I'm not trying to be like Dan Abrams on some legal <laughs> aspects, you know, but I have to look at it. What's, where's the pretense here? You know, it's not like they have a built-up history going into this. They used to be teammates. And, and think about this, Scoop. Here, here's another side to it. I, I think in any situation, me me personally, whether it's our personalized public life for you with ESPN, Chicago.com, for me with the huge show across Michigan, if somebody does something or to my kids or whatever, there has to be an intent for damage. There has to, you know, if... Jordan Poole's in a hospital right now because he's knocked out and he's on life support. It's a different story, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, once again, I, I think there's, as far as the penalties and the fines and, you know, what can ensue because of this, that's what I'm saying. There, there could be that intent, but it can, I don't know if it's malicious intent to the degree that it's going to be ongoing. Like, let's say this. Um, before Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook became teammates, if a very similar thing happened and they were still on opposite teams, it may be treated different because of the history that they have had in the past of, like, you know, very publicly not liking each other over the years. And it, look, I'm from Chicago, you're from Detroit. It's the same thing that happened to Dennis Robin and Scotty Pippen before they became teammates. It's the exact same thing. That's a good point about Robin and Pippen and, and also yeah. how much the Bulls uh, or, or, or how Pistons fans hated Rashid until he became a Piston, right? Exactly. Exactly. But I'm talking just the player-to-player situation, you know, and looking at Draymond and Jordan, you know, pull, and it's like, you know, they used to be, you know, they used to ride and die with one another. So we can't, like, we can't treat this the same way we, we would if they were never that way before. Or, or if Draymond just punched Jordan like in a, a bar, he saw him after a game, right? And they weren't teammates. Because from what I read, and you know, you got all your insiders at ESPNChicago.com scoop that there was a lot of trash talking going on. There's been a history of trash talking, and it yeah. just escalated, and Draymond reportedly threw a punch. Yeah. Yeah, and then to, they, once again, it's like it's a, you know, it almost has to be looked at, at least at this point. As an internal family situation, you walk in. Yeah, it'd be like two 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 brothers fighting, right? This is a little, and I don't mean look, I don't mean brothers. Want, I'm not saying. Right. I'm saying family. I'm not talking. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not talking Superfly the uh, remake movie. I'm talking, you know, uh, right. two brothers in a family. 
fight. Exactly. And look, and once again, let's go back and look at history, like particular history as it deals with Draymond and how these things have, you know, come to, uh, uh, you know, come to a head. And then what happens afterwards? All, all, the, all the noise that was made over the course of he and Kevin Durant, you know, the yelling and screaming on the court, you know, the embarrassing, all this, that, and the other, and to a degree that there were reports that that was part of the reason that Kevin Durant left was because of Draymond. Even though, and we don't know what went on behind closed doors, if there was any physical altercations or anything, but that public beef, that angst that went on between them was something that was actually real. But what happened years after that, after Kevin left? Who's the first person on Draymond's podcast? Who's still like taking it? Who, who still calls each other brothers? <laughs> you know, so you take that in a situation and that's why I get back to the, this is Draymond being Draymond. You know, let them figure it out. Let them ride it out and, and it'll be fine. Do you think Draymond called Kevin and said, how come you're not going to come play with us and you're going to stay with Brooklyn? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I I don't think so. I think I think that I think that ship is passed, and I think it really passed once um once they won one without him and and, and the way they won it, you know. Um, and I don't and I don't think there was anything on Kevin's situation where he's like, you know what? Even though he may have requested a trade, I don't think there was interest of him going back there because that's part of the reason I believe he left Golden State was to get him up under that umbrella and show that he could do it without having you know to be a part of a super team. You know, to that degree. And I also think that's probably one of the reasons he did probably did not want James Harden there with him. Because the narrative would have been like, oh, you're just another part of a super team. He's like, well, I didn't come here for that. The super team was built once I was get, when I got here, but the media doesn't play it that way. So I'm pretty sure Kevin, to a certain degree, wants to prove that he could do this, you know, with a teammate, of course, in Kyrie. But it's not as a part of a super team, and he's trying to remove himself of that narrative. So... Just as I don't think Draymond reached out to him, they said, hey, man, you really don't need to be in Brooklyn anymore. I'm pretty sure he was not looking to run to Draymond and be like, yo, can I, can, can I get the keys back to the house and come back home? You know, I, I don't think it is. that really happened at all. Did I read something that Harden said he lost 100 pounds during the offseason? Um, I heard about that. I didn't read into it because I didn't want to, like, go to the source. But I didn't literally see anything that came out of his mouth to say it. Right. You know, and, 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 and if, we're being, if we're really being honest right now, man, the way, and I'm not putting this all on the media, because we do have a history of, like, shaping stories and shaping narratives the way we want them to go. And we've gotten to this point right now where we don't have to claim any sources for where we get and report our information. So that has kind of left it into a wild, wild west territory as far as reporting news and getting information and what we need to take for truth. But I'm also adding on that in this digital digital age, how things can be like contorted and twisted into a way that almost makes it seem real. You know, like even if I did see a video clip of James Harden saying hey, you know, I lost 100 pounds. I'm like, hmm, is that really his voice? You know what I'm saying? Did somebody, like, you know, superimpose his image over another vocal that kind of sounded like uh, it's, it, it's right. Twitter. It's you know, Scoop, Scoop, it's Twitter, man. And everybody looks at Twitter when it comes to politics, sports, the weather, business. 
Uh, they, they think it's the gospel, and anybody can open up a Twitter account. There's no fact-checking. I know Twitter no. or Facebook will claim fact-checking, but that's a bunch of yeah. uh, BS. So l- l- let's get to right. the real stories why, of the NBA. Said, that, that's why when I hear stuff like James Harden, I keep not to I know. Attention. No, right, I think right. good for him. He's still, he's still one of the best shooters in the game. So let's get to the real stories of the NBA as they've begun the preseason portion and the regular season's just around the corner. Uh, and you, wh- you, what do you, you think you, are the... Huge, huge. Can I say one thing real yes. quick? Just 100 pounds or not, is it going to make it play better in the playoffs? That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, well, uh, how many more teams can, whether it's Oklahoma City, Houston, Brooklyn, uh, right. Philly, uh, right. how, how many more teams How many more teams can you supposedly be the guy that's going to put them over the top and it doesn't happen if you're James Harden, right? That's all I'm saying. It's 100 pounds or not. It doesn't make a difference. Going, I need to 100. see him be consistent. Oh, I, I, Scoop, I'm, I'm feeling a book right now. Game. 100 pounds or not, the James Harden story. I like that. <laughs> 100 pounds or not. 33, what if I told you James Harden lost 100 pounds? Would you think that he led a team to an NBA World Championship? It's the next 30, like 30 for 30. 30. Like it does. 30. All right. Yeah. Scoop Jackson, uh, ESPNChicago.com, NBA insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, what are the storylines, the real storylines going into this season right now? That, that really piques your interest. Obviously, Mitchell uh, now with the Cavs. Cavs are young, and they get a season uh, all-star. The Knicks have kind of uh, revamped their lineup. The Pistons are maybe, you know, Memphis Grizzlies light with their talent. Uh, yeah. But when you look at the big, you know, LeBron, how much is left in the tank? Uh, Westbrook, they're going to still try and keep that relationship uh, going. Uh, what, what are storylines for Scoop Jackson right now for this upcoming NBA season? I'm glad you asked me that question because I've only got one. That's it. Everything else in me is secondary. It's basically who all is back. And I can't remember at least in the last six, maybe seven years that we've had this many healthy players starting the season. And just think about this. Who's back? Kawhi's back. Zion's back. Jamal Murray's back. Ben Simmons back. John Wall is returning. You know, Michael Porter Jr.'s back. Dame is back. Anthony Davis is back. James White. Think about this. When's the last time we've had a season starting off with out the other thing being the storyline? Injuries being the storyline. And over the course of the season, I'm pretty sure the last 10 years, we can look back in the playoffs and say injuries have played a role in every team possibly winning the championship. I can't even say that we can say consistently the best teams have been the one that wins the championship. The way in this era, it's been the healthiest team to win the championship. So for me, going into this NBA season, looking at who all didn't finish last season or the season before, because we have players that have missed two seasons that we haven't seen on the court in two years. I'm looking at the fact like it seems like damn near, even though Anthony Davis didn't play last night, which bothered me. So I'm like, come on now, can he get two games in a row? <laughs> and then Clay's not playing, but for the most part, and I forgot to add Clay in that. For the most part, man, we've seen the league almost at full strength, and I don't know when's the last time we've seen it. And to me, that's the main storyline. That's the only one that matters is, right now. Right. And beyond that storyline, on paper, based on what they did during the offseason, uh, changes 
Uh, who has the best roster in the NBA going into this year? Best roster to win a championship? Yes. Based on change or based on what's coming back? Everything. Just if there if there's a new coach, if there's uh, a new system, if it was draft picks that helped them immediately, uh, if it's a trade like the Mitchell trade to the Cavs, okay. uh, yeah, signees, yeah, yeah, free I, I, you know free agent signees with, like with the Knicks. Uh, your, yeah. your thoughts on who? If you had okay. one roster, you're, you're doing a, a scoop Jackson ESPN Chicago dot com fantasy right. owner draft, and you would take this team right now, one team in the NBA that you think you could walk into any building, home or away, and, and win a seven game series against. Who would that be? If everybody's healthy, yes, uh, I'm basically rolling with um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, simply because, you know, the two things I think that we know for sure, and I'm trying to base this on fact as opposed to hyperfold, is that we saw two years ago, not last year, we saw two years ago, Chris Middleton be consistent. Now, he was having those James Harden moments where, you know, in the past, he would disappear in games. And it would cost, you know, depending on the game, Milwaukee a series. The year they won it, he didn't have that game, or he didn't have those games. He was consistent. And what did they wind up doing? They wound up winning it all. Last year, who got hurt? Who did not finish the season? Chris Middleton. So, no disrespect against, you know, any other team, whether it be, you know, Boston or whether it be Brooklyn, whether it be the Lakers or the Clippers, even though the Clippers look strong coming back, I'm basing my answer on what I have seen. And if healthy, you know, if Chris Middleton can be consistent, and he's proven that he has, I'm giving him that benefit of the doubt. I don't know who is going to beat them through the course of four or three rounds, you know, in seven games, if they're healthy. I mean, hell, they, 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 you know, no disrespect to Brooklyn, because I know what they were going through last year, you know, but they beat Brooklyn without Chris Middleton, <laughs> for the most part. You know, so to me, that would be the team, because, because of what I've seen. Now, the asterisk, the asterisk to that, and it is where my, you know, the, the wishful thinking goes, is as long as Joe Harris doesn't disappear like he did when Milwaukee played Brooklyn that series two years ago, then I would have to say I'll, I'll take my chances with Brooklyn. Jackson, sorry, Boston, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Boston, yeah. Boston beat Brooklyn. With the, right. I'm sorry, Boston. Yeah. It's, it's the Bulls that lost to Miami. Yeah, without uh, oh, don't worry uh, about Chris that. Middleton being on the floor. Right, right, right. Scoop, I'm you, sorry. You, I, I you get everything right. You get everything right <laughs> all the time. Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, NBA Insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, your thoughts on the Pistons? You know, again, I love their draft. I, I, love, I love uh, where they're at. They're, like I said, Memphis, maybe they're the next Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not saying Ivy's going to be Job Morant or Cade's right. going to be that, but uh, – and. And just the pieces and Bojanovic coming in from uh, Denver. I just um, I'm looking and or from Utah, excuse me. Is that uh, 
looking at all the pieces they have and the east has become you know beast mode especially with mitchell yeah. coming over and like i said the knicks uh loading up I, I think the pistons are going to be much improved but i don't know if they're going to bump up in the east because of how many teams are that much better in front of them yeah uh i look i'm with you i love it um you know and we, we didn't even mention marvin bagley jr you know, right? Yeah, uh, but, but, oh, there's yeah. their depth. The Sadiq Bay. I mean, I can go down the list, and you, yeah, if you look at their list, depth, their roster is solid, and they played together. So yes, we have to have that right. conversation about the regularity of them getting used to one another because they played together. You know, two years last year, three years. You know, I, th- I think they moved beyond Jeremy Grant. Uh, and sometimes when you lose a player that is so integral in what you do as a team, it takes a little bit of time to get make that adjustment. You know, and I think they're at a point right now, seeing what Kane can do, you know, seeing, you know, what, what Steve Bay can do, you know, uh, understanding where the pillars of that team are, you know, seeing what, you know, uh, uh, you know, you got Alex Burke there, you know, I, I think if you look, you got Isaac there, I think they know what they all can do and everybody's kind of established with their roles and what they have to do. I, I don't want to call them miserable, but they... I think they have a chance. I mean, a real chance. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Now, we said this last year because last wow. year, the two concerns we had was them not knowing how to win games that they lost the year before and their shooting percentage. And I think they may have probably taken care of one of those things I'm still concerned about their shooting percentage. Over the course, I, you know, with, I, I need to know right. how this is going to look. I need to know I how know, this going to look. But, but Bogdanovich, I'll tell you this, uh, getting him from Utah – and his shooting percentage went open, and his shooting percentage, based on all the analytics the NBA uses, as good as anybody in the league. That's why I believe uh, Weaver knew that, and that's why he went out and got uh, Bogdanovich. And I, I just think the dude is going to get open looks because you're going to have who, who are you going to who are you going to guard? Okay, I'm not I'm not saying they're Golden State or even Memphis. I'm not, I'm not anointing them you know, top four in the East right now, but I'm looking yep. at X's and O's strategy if I'm an opposing NBA team. And, and Sadiq Bay can shoot the three. Cade can shoot. Yep. Uh, Ivy, for, again, preseason basketball, I felt he always looked like an NBA player uh, at Purdue. You get uh, Bogdanovich now and what he can do. You get the bigs you mentioned with Bagley. Uh, you, you look at Stewart, Stu in the middle. Uh, you look yeah. at some of the depth. Burks, Burks can come off the bench and give you 12, Burks 15. Bench, yeah. I, I mean, come on. Uh, you look at their shooting. We haven't been uh, Durant at all. Well, Durant, well, Durant, think about uh, what, what team in the NBA, okay, at Durant, uh, Bagley, throw in Stewart, yeah. and you start doing the, the math on the Bicks, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know why in – Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know why they can't be this year what the Cavaliers were last year. I agree, 100%. Where you get to the play-in tournament, and that's your your first stepping stone, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, here's the question, though. And this may sound crazy, and I don't know how you all are living about or feeling about this in Detroit. I don't understand, looking at this squad, why Kimball Walker wants out. I think it comes down to, all right, so you're the Pistons, and I agree. If, if they were win now, Eastern Conference contender ready, 
then I think Walker, there'd be a big push to have him as the point. But if, if they are in that Cleveland a year ago mode and you're hoping for play and you want to get Ivy and, and Cunningham working hand in hand because that could be a dynamic duo in the backcourt. You want to get Duran some minutes. Uh, Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes is a backup. Jury's still out. We'll wait and see. Uh, but I, I, I think if they were more Eastern Conference contenders this year, there'd be a big push for Walker to be the everyday guy. That's my feeling. Okay, well, let me, throw, let me throw this scenario out to you real quick. Why can't they, just for this season, in case they don't find anything, bring his value up? Because I'm pretty sure his value right now in the marketplace is not as strong as it could be if, say, they convince him, hey, Kimber, ride this out for this particular season, and we're going to make you our sixth man. Now, now I'm not sorry, talking about putting you in lineup, but you're going to get your 25, 30 minutes a game. You're going to be our instant offense because we're not going to ask you to play defense because, you know, that, that seems to be the problem. We're going to treat you the same way that Utah treats Jordan Clark. You're going to be that guy for us. And get your stature back in the lead, back up. Do it with this young team for one year. Give us some, you know, veteran, not necessarily leadership, but some veteran wisdom, you know, throughout this team. And talk to the kids, to the young kids, while they're going through things that you've already been through. You could be a nice, not once again, not a leader, but some wisdom, a voice for them throughout the season. While getting 30 minutes a game coming off the bench, where you could possibly average 18 points a game. Now, if you want to leave after that, fine. But we can try to make a run once again. We could probably do exactly what Cleveland did last year. And if you do this for one year and you want to leave after that, fine. But trust me, if you do that, your value will be much more this time next year then it would be trying to get rid of you and you buying out this contract on testing your waters in the field. I agree with you, Scoop, man. And I even go to a three-guard lineup at times with Walker, Ivy, and Cunningham. You know, be a, be a yeah. Golden State light. Uh, we'll, we'll see. They got options. And that's that's when you know a team's getting close. They got depth. They got options. Boganovich is a huge pickup from Utah. Scoop, we'll catch up, man. I, I, I could always do a four-hour show to start the season with you and just have yeah, we need this to. casual, we great need. conversation about NBA. We'll, we'll, we'll talk next week and uh, look at the East and the West. Okay, my man? Cool. Sounds good, my man.